This is Pave It Black. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Today I'm happy to have Tanya Nash with us. Tanya works at Asphalt Testing Solutions and Engineering. How about if we start, could you just tell us a little bit about what you do at ATS? Um, I am the Pavement Materials Engineer and I run the Performance Lab, all the engineering, the technical portion of ATS and we do a lot of consulting for pavements, uh, forensic testing, and legal support. So we do, it's basically an engineering consulting portion of our division. So I guess today I'm really interested in finding out what it's like to work around the lab setting. How, how did you end up moving into that role or how did you end up working in the asphalt industry or working around lab testing? What, what, what has been your path, I guess? Uh, well, I think I, I've always been in a lab of some sort. I graduated from the University of Florida in biomedical engineering, so engineering nonetheless, but not necessarily in the pathway of pavements and asphalt in general. Uh, I was on the path to do fracture mechanics with uh, orthopedics. When I graduated, the job hunt was a little scarce due to 9-11, and I was in a karate class with some professors at the University of Florida. So they were looking for some people to kind of fill in for some um, technical support in the lab. And I kind of fit the bill because it was Dr. Roque doing fracture mechanics with some of the, as super paid was coming up. I went in, did some stuff, and then I never left. (laughs) It just kind of stuck. When you uh, think about working in the lab, I guess I'd be interested in what what kind of things uh, you find fun or enjoyable or what what kind of makes the job where you want to come back and, you know what I mean, you've obviously been in it a long long time at this point, so. Yeah, I think um, at this point it's about 20 years I've been in it, and the best thing possible, right, you wake up in the morning, you go in, and you go, what's today going to be like? You could always kind of get something new. Every single day is going to be a new surprise, good or bad. (laughs) It'll be a new surprise at the end of the day. I don't think we'll ever figure it completely out, so I think it's that forever chase of what is actually happening which is really fun because you get to constantly learn you get to constantly try to innovate in an environment that we're in for a testing lab you get to talk to a lot of different people and product development so you're on the cutting edge and then you get to see things kind of develop throughout the industry so that's a that's a cool part about it when you're telling people about your experience and working in the lab What's, what's something that surprises them when you tell them that you work with asphalt or that you're working in a lab? I think the first reaction is that it's not just a construction zone. So that's kind of the, oh, well, what do you do? Uh, you hold the flag or you're out and on the roadway. And for people to find out, there's so much behind it. And most of the people think of exactly the construction zones and time and, you know, horns beeping. And they just don't consider it as such a, an involved uh, type of material. So there's a, so much going on inside of it. When I try to describe it to them, you know, somewhere along the line, you get that glazed over look like, oh my gosh, stop, there's too much. Um, and then I think the other half is the fact that I'm female. Uh, that's a big deal. And they think of construction, it's a guy's industry. And the idea that I can be an engineer and a, a 
male-dominated industry I, still is uh, a big thing. So they start asking about that as well. Yes, I would be interested in um, finding out how, how you stay current with all the different specifications. Like you said, it seems like things continue to evolve, but we never get to that final answer with mm -hmm. you know understanding every aspect of the material. We're always learning. What things do you do in your career, in your um, continuing education to stay current, um, stay on top of all the different agency requirements and specifications that are out there, try to move that ball forward, I guess, from your perspective? Yeah, I would say it comes down to two things. It's uh, being proactive and networking. Uh, those are the two primary things that I found that have been the most beneficial for me. Proactive in the sense of get involved. Don't be afraid to hop on a committee that maybe might not be your forte, but that's how you get into that portion of it and you learn a lot. And I've done that a couple of times where all of a sudden now it's opened so many more doors and now I have to go down another rabbit hole to try and find it. But with the our clientele that are from all over the world, you have to keep digging. I mean, it's a constant dig of information for different specifications. Uh, country specifications, staying involved in organizations like NAPA uh, to just stay updated. Where's the legislation going? Where is the where's the rest of the country going? Which is a big deal. And then the networking, if you don't know the answer, which a lot of times you won't, you got to pick up that phone and just start calling people and be able to have those conversations. So what things about the company excite you or drive you to stay stay with the company or what, what do you really enjoy about where you work and the people you work with? I think a lot of the, the key elements to that is support. So the biggest thing is, is that I work for a company that is very, very supportive for research and innovation. And it's not the, hey, I need to do this in order to eventually get down the road to an answer. It's not, well, that's gonna cost too much. It's very supportive in the nature of they understand what it's gonna take in order to do it and they trust you. They trust you to make, that's why they hire you for your expertise, and they're going to trust you to make the call. Uh, so that goes a very, very long way. And the idea of having that kind of support from the very, very top means a lot. And then you can go to them at any time and talk to them about it. What would you say differentiates the company? Do you see big differentiators or things that kind of uh, make, make you feel like your company is special? Um, I think one of the big things for a lot of the third-party testing labs, when you classify, hey, I'm a consulting firm or I'm a, just an asphalt part with third party, you don't get a lot of the ones that are fully willing to put their asphalt plant out there. And so we are connected to an asphalt producer which loves to run research type of designs. And so the idea of trying to connect that lab versus real-world production is big because I think there's a massive gap in there that a lot of us don't know how to solve. Mm -hmm. And being able to get that really good development of a product is great in a lab when everything's perfect, but then when you get into that giant machine, it doesn't always end up perfect, you know, there's kind of those quirks. And because they, like I said, the support from the top was so great that they developed this research plant. They keep adding on, it's like a Frankenstein plant where they just keep building and building to accommodate for different research. Yeah, that's interesting, connecting research to, to the real world and being able to tie those, tie those things together is a big, big piece. The only other thing I would say is that um, we have a lot of DOT 
former DOT personnel at our okay. company. So that's a big deal in the sense of understanding how specifications are written, how that mindset of, hey, this is a, this may not be a state job, but it will end up going for some kind of owner. Mm-hmm. And understanding what that owner's mindset might be, it goes a long way in trying to help talk to them and trying to make them understand where things are going and vice versa. So then you get some kind of requirements put on you and then you got to talk to your boss saying, look, they're not going to go for this. This is the way this kind of goes. They've got X, Y, Z to worry about. So that understanding kind of helps communicate between the two sides. Thanks, Tanya. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your insight. That'll conclude today's episode. And remember, until next time, keep paving it black. Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcasting music credits to Colleek. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes, or at www.asphaltpavement.org podcast. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's R-W-I-L-L-I-S at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time, keep paving it black.